God's passion and compassion for his people. God's passion and compassion for his people. God's passion and compassion for you. Yes, I say God's passion and compassion for you. Amen. Don't forget, the end purpose of divine passion is compassion that culminates, that ends with salvation. When God shows passion, it's for compassion and it's towards salvation. He wants to save. He wants to save. Our human mind has a tendency. Now listen to this very, very well. We all can relate to this. Our human mind has a tendency to equate power or greatness to roughness or harshness. What does that mean? Many times when we think of great people or somebody, you know, powerful, you know, a giant, a big person, you know, you always, you know, at the back of your mind, even if it's not conscious, it's like, hmm, there's roughness, there is harshness. As if mm, they are untouchable, unreachable. No, they will not even care about you. You are just little there. You are little to them. You are small. They are big. Kind of thing. Amen. That's our human mind. It's because of our fallen nature. It's because of the world that we live in. So when we think of power and greatness, you know, at the back of our mind is roughness and harshness. God is a gentle giant. Did you hear that? God is a gentle giant. God is great and powerful. And he is also humble and gentle at the same time. Meaning compassionate. A compassionate big God. A compassionate giant God. A compassionate big large God. Amen. I don't know about you. If you ever, ever, you know, played with or interacted, physically interacted with somebody who is big. I don't know if you ever experienced it. I have experienced it. I know it. Amen. If they are not careful, they will hurt you. Hmm? Did you hear that? Do you know that? You're playing with a big person, big person, large person. Maybe you're just throwing punches or something like that. You know, you throw punches at them. They don't even feel it. They throw a little punch at you. They may hurt you. So they have to be careful so that they are, they, are not, they are not rough or harsh. They have to be gentle with you. God is a gentle giant. Amen. A big, great God, but he's still gentle and kind and compassionate. Listen to these powerful words. Listen to these powerful words. Psalm 113, Psalm 113, verses 4 and 6. The Lord is high above all nations. His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who dwells on high, who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth. Have you ever seen that scripture before? The Lord humbles himself. Do you see that? Verse 6. Who humbles himself? The Lord humbles himself. If God humbles himself, who are you not to humble yourself? Amen. Hallelujah. God humbles himself. God stoops down. God bends low to look at the things in heaven and the things on earth. Because it's higher than the heavens. It's higher than the sky. It's higher than the mountains. He stoops down to look at the things, to look at the moon and the stars. He stoops down to look at them. He stoops down to look at you. When God looks at you, when God looks at you, meaning when God favors you, amen. Because really, you know, big men, 
Again, big men, big people. You don't think that they will even talk to you. You don't think that they will even say hi to you. So when they say hi to you, you feel good. Amen. If the president of the United States were to be driving by and stops at your house, don't you feel great? Won't you feel great? Hmm? If the governor of the state were to say, I'm coming to your house or sends a letter to your house, you feel good. God takes notice of you when he looks down on you, not looks down on you as if despising you, when God stoops down, when God humbles himself to look at you, to favor you. May God look on you to favor you. Amen. May God look on you to favor you. May God stoop down to favor you. In the name of Jesus. Jesus will stoop down to wash the disciples' feet. That is God. That is the heart of God. He will do anything. He will get down on his knees to do you good. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. God humbles himself to be all the things that are in the heavens and that are in the earth. God is a gentle giant. God is a gentle giant. He is the one who strengthens the weak against the stronger. So that the weak may come against a fortress. I love that scripture. And it's actually in the old King James that you can get it. Some other translations may put it a little different. Hallelujah. Amos 5, 9 says, you know, God strengthens the weak. God strengthens the weak against the strong. So that the weak may come against a fortress. God strengthens the weak. He strengthens the weak. So that the weak would themselves come against a fortress, would destroy whatever it is that is standing against them. Amen. Mm. I love that scripture. Amos 5, 9. The Lord who makes the seven stars and the Orion. The Lord who turns the shadow of death into the morning. Who makes the day dark with night. The Lord who calls for the waters of the seas and pours them upon the face of the earth again. The Lord is his name. He strengthens the weak against the strong so that the weak may come against a fortress. May the Lord strengthen you against the strong. May the God, Lord strengthen you against something that is stronger than you. In the name of Jesus, whatever it is that is stronger than you, may the Lord strengthen you against it and help you to overcome it in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, whether the thing is on the inside of you, the thing is on the outside of you, may the Lord strengthen you against it. So that you are able to come against such and overcome it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, listen to this divine insight and wisdom. Listen to this divine insight and wisdom. God is an ardent and avid. God is an ardent and avid advocate for the weak. God is an ardent and avid advocate for the weak. The poor, the disadvantaged, the marginalized, the underprivileged. And he prides himself in being their God. Let me say that again. God is an ardent, God is an avid advocate for the weak, for the poor, for the disadvantaged, for the marginalized, for the underprivileged. And he wants you and I to join him in being advocates of the weak, the poor, the marginalized, the underprivileged. He wants us to join in being like him to help them. Amen. 
This insight, this wisdom is powerful. Amen. I will say to you, many of the, the laws of the nations, not just America, but especially America, are based on this. It is called justice, to help the poor, actually to protect the poor against the rich, or to protect the poor from the rich, <laughs> to protect the less privileged against the privileged. Again, many of the laws of the nations, the principles are based on this. Amen. So, if you are the privileged, you've got to bear in mind that the law or the laws are on the side of the less privileged. So, you, when you are dealing with the less privileged or when you are dealing with seemingly, you know, poor person and you are the rich person, you've got to bear in mind that the laws are on their side. If you don't remember that, you'll be in trouble. It means that you've got to show that you really care about that person. If you don't show that, if it's not overtly apparent that you are not oppressing that person, the law will get you down. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I hope you got it. Amen. Same thing with uh, the laws uh, are written more so to protect women from oppressive men. Hmm? Because many women have been abused by, you can say strong men, you can say men. So if you are a man, if you don't know that, and you are dealing with a woman, and you deal with that woman just anyhow, you get in trouble. It means you have to deal with that woman with care, with love, to actually show that you are not hurting this person, you are not trying to you know, do anything against this person. If you carry that principle and you exercise that principle, you would deliver yourself from a lot of trouble. Amen. God puts you in a position, a big position. You got to deal carefully with the less privileged. You can be a woman, you can be, you know, whoever, you can be a man. You got to deal carefully so that you don't get in trouble. It's divine insight and wisdom. Again, God is an ardent advocate of the weak, the poor, the disadvantaged, the marginalized, the underprivileged, and he prides himself in being their God. Now, let's look at this again. Let's remind ourselves of the word of God to us, God's passion and compassion for his people, God's passion and compassion for you. Personalize it by saying God's passion and compassion for me. Again, God's passion and compassion for me. Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40 verses 10 to 12. And this is, this, this is also graphic. This is, this is descriptive. It's descriptive. No, a good graphic. Uh, good graphics anyway, not, not a bad one. Isaiah 40 from verse 10 to 12. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Verse 12 says, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his end, measured heaven with a span, and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure, with the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. This is God. Hmm? He says in that verse 10, Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong, what? Strong, what? Hand. Strong hand, like a giant. 
strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. So you can think of an arm that rules. That's a powerful arm. A powerful arm that rules. A strong hand. A powerful arm.